the cold open. So uh, this episode is brought to you by the city of Boise and the Ada County Highway District. As summer comes up, it's biking season. And the city of Boise would like you to know that if you want to cross State Street on your bike, you deserve to fucking die. (laughs) You don't get a safe way to do it, you fucking asshole. Yeah. How dare you try to go from one neighborhood to another, you fucking worthless piece of shit. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) This has been a message from the city of Boise and the Ada County Highway District. I would like to. I would like to note that uh, the city of Boise and the Ada, Ada County Highway District's uh, position on anybody riding a bicycle in general is, um, at best, and also the citizenry of Boise. I don't know the number of times that uh, that I've either experienced myself or heard uh, stories from other people of um, people just n- not only. I mean, failing to have the most basic uh, amount of of common courtesy. And share the road. That's like that's one thing. It um, hasn't really. I ride my bike to work every day. It hasn't really been that bad. But I'm really? also not. <clears throat> I found a route where I'm barely ever like on a high traffic road. So yeah, yeah. And you, as long as you can do that, because you're taking 15th and uh, going to the Green Belt to get no. To the I take right? Irene all the way oh. through the North End. Oh, okay. And then 31st down to Whitewater Park, and then the Green Belt. This is going to be really this this is, is, for our Kansas City super, listeners. Yeah, super, those are streets. Super accessible <laughs> content for for our listeners from outside of Boise. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's the theme song. Also, I hope nobody's listening to this because they're stalking me because I just said how I go to work every day. <laughs> I mean, you didn't say you didn't say what time you go. <laughs> yeah, that's so not that hard to figure out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is Star Trek sucks. This is, I like uh, my my name is Leo. I like Star Trek. Uh, I'm Jack, and I I don't. Yeah. Um. So Jack, what's good? It's nice out. That's true. But yeah. I ride my bike to work. I have to cross State Street every day twice, but. <sighs> I mean, I guess I'm just pissed off because I just had to cross that asinine intersection they put in by your house. That's um, just fucking stupid. Did you take the the green belt and come back across that way, or yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. You should just get. Well, up. I did, I wasn't coming from my house, right? I was no. coming from downtown, but like, yeah, you should just um go come through Will and Athletic Complex and use the uh, yeah. I did. It's still stupid. Well, yeah, but at least there's a crosswalk right there. Yeah, but it's stupid. You have to wait forever for it. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to wait yeah. for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah, stupid. That intersection, stupid. Um, State Street in general is is pretty stupid. Yes. Um. But uh, but yeah, so that's uh, so that's what's wait that's so the weather was that what? Yeah, the weather's nice. That's what's good for you. Okay, and I've been riding my bike a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's what's good for me, I guess. I have not ri- ridden my bike uh, nearly enough. I did get my mountain bike tuned up, but I still have yet to uh, to actually take it out. Sure. But it is good biking weather. It is. Yeah. It's going to be too hot to bike in like three days. Yeah. So by the time this episode airs, <laughs> yep, too hot. Yep. It is. If you are listening to this, it is too hot to be outside. What's good with you? Um, I'd like to... Uh, to talk to you about some uh, a change that I've made in my life recently, Jack. Um, it has to do with what's on my feet right now. Oh, God. I don't know how I didn't notice those until just now. I'm really glad you didn't because I, I wanted to get an organic reaction. Sure. Would you like to tell the listeners what's on my feet? Uh, they're like tie-dye Crocs. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I'm not surprised. You have always have had, like, you've always been like tacky, but especially with like your socks and shit. Yeah. So like, this is just sort of like, yeah, this is the logical next thing that happens. Yeah, they're great. I mean, are, they, are they comfortable? Extremely. They yeah. look. They've always looked incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. No, they look. They they look. Per- they look like Lego shoes. Yeah. They they really do. <laughs> they they look like shoes that were drawn on by a child. Yeah. Yeah, um, but no, they're they're super comfortable. Uh, the I I'm also I've taken the extra suburban dad uh, step of wearing long white socks yep. Yep. that I have pulled all Tube the way socks. up. Socks, yeah, basically. Um, because I did find that because uh, so these are the Crocs that don't have holes in them uh, ah. as opposed to the standard full of holes Crocs. So you just get like a foot soup situation going with yeah. the socks. Yeah, I had some some serious dampness. Mm. Um, but uh, oh, but, you look like a real asshole. <laughs> I assume that's what you're going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for confirming. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, I, I was listening to uh, the Expanse. Uh, oh, God. While while I was doing my yard work before you got here, I don't have any Expanse updates. Um. Yeah, I'm just I'm continuing to uh, to listen through parts of the story that I'm realizing that I had only experienced from the TV show, and finding out those uh, the the differences, the various mm-hmm. and texting them to me to annoy me. Yeah, while I'm trying to work. Yeah, yeah, texting <laughs> you to annoy you is kind of half the project. It seems like it is a significant portion of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Some of us have jobs where we can't just text all day. Yeah. Which I guess is my mistake. Yeah, that's your fault. It, is, it literally is, yes. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, got, uh, I got nothing else right now. You want to watch Star Trek? Oh, yeah, that's what I came over here to do. Yeah. Yeah, fine. So we're going to watch uh, an episode called The Wounded. I have no recollection of what this is. Oh, I saw a deer on the way over here. Was That's, it wounded? It just looked kind of skinny, but like. But it was. That's had, my. That's my. What's good? I forgot about the deer tail just now. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that the deer was injured. No, that would have been. That would have been a bummer. That would have been a what's bad. Yeah, that's a bummer. Did I ever tell you the story about the elk I found in Hell's Canyon? No. That's maybe an off mic story. That's a that's not a very fun one. Was it a very badly injured elk? Not visibly, but it it was it you couldn't get up, oh. and it was just laying in the trail, and it was like this you know trail that had been kind of chipped out of the cliff face, so it had clearly like fallen. Oh, and I was like, well, I'm not really sure what to do here. Elk's just kind of looking at me. Yeah, I don't have a gun, or I shoot it yeah that's the that's the that's the kind of situation where like i don't think my pocket knife's gonna do the trick here. yeah the nice thing to do is to shoot that <laughs> yeah. thing although the uh i told you about the the deer that was injured across the street from my parents house over the holidays this year right yeah um yeah b- uh boise police showed up to um dispatch the animal because uh, i guess animal animal control doesn't work on the weekends or something they work like nine to five that's, it's infuriating. That is insane. It's insane. Like the because I've had neighbors with whose dogs would just bark all night, 
And anytime I'd call, they'd be like, well, animal control works nine to five, so we can't do anything. I'm like, yeah, no. What are you guys for? This, my intuition tells me at least that it is more likely for a problem involving an animal to happen at night, to happen not while everybody's at work. Yes. Yeah. Something tells me that's right. So yeah, a Saturday morning uh, in the winter, uh, there was a a loud noise outside of my parents' house that turned out to be the report of uh, an officer's service weapon who had uh, shot a wounded deer. And um, I don't know why he didn't shoot it more, because mm-hmm. it didn't die. Yeah, they don't have a problem just, just unloading clip after clip if it's a person. I mean, the Boise police, like, the la- I don't remember the last time there was, I mean, yeah, like, national. No, the last you know, time there was, a, there was a police-involved shooting at, with the Boise police, they fired, like, 150 rounds Jesus something. Christ, really? <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, co- like, I mean, not comical because somebody died, but, like, still darkly funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, cartoonish, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, that, uh, that deer... Uh, suffered and died from blood loss and then uh, sat there and its corpse got cold for two days. They just can't do anything right. Like, that's... Cops are terrible. Yeah. And I I feel like this is one of those situations where, um, you know, because a lot of times when you talk about defund the police, they'll bring up, well, who's going to do blah, blah, blah. And most of the time, it's like, you don't fucking do that anyway. Yeah. But in this case, it's like, well, you know, who's going to who's going to do that? That that shouldn't be the cops anyway. No, you guys shouldn't. There should be an actual robust animal control department. Yeah. That is working all the time. Yeah. To control animals. But people who don't want government to exist have been eroding all of our uh, our, our government structures. Mm -hmm. And then for the cops. And then all of the responsibilities get dumped on 911 because Mm -hmm. people have no other places to call when there is, for example, a deer with a broken leg in their yard. Sure. It sucks ass. Anyway, what are Star Star Trek? Did you see the? Uh, the I forget. <laughs> Jack is stalling. I forget what Jack city really this was in. Jack really doesn't want to watch Star Trek. I want to say this guys. was like back east or something. No, it it goes to what we were talking about. Okay, it's and it's funny, sort of. I mean, it's another like dark cop story, but like there was like a hedgehog in the middle of the road. What? And just like not moving, and like no one wanted to run over the hedgehog because it's a fucking hedgehog. I'm sure. And, uh, you know, they're fucking adorable. So they called the cops and they're like, can you get this hedgehog out of the road? And the cops came and shot it. <laughs> the officer said he, it was like threat. I don't remember. Jesus Christ. Like, good Lord. That's like saying you were threatened by a fucking quokka or some <laughs> shit. Oh, uh, it was an animal. That's. Uh, it was being it, it was being aggressively furry at me. It was moving unpredictably, or it was some like cop speak shit like yeah. that, where it's like it's a hedgehog. It man. was moving erratically. Yep. Uh, Just Jesus walked out in the Christ, street, that and domed that hedgehog. It's <laughs> like, well, now it's not a problem. It's that like fucking sucks. Technically, I guess, but. <laughs> Yeah, if we defund the police, who's going to come dome who's a gonna, hedgehog? He's going to shoot a fucking hedgehog in the middle of the street. And then leave it there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that should be a rule. You shouldn't be allowed to execute an animal and not 
be responsible for removing its corpse. Yeah, that's like kindergarten rules. Like clean that up is, your mess. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, you have to put away your finger put paints. Put away your toys. <laughs> put away your put away your fucking finger paints. <laughs> you have to put the Legos away or you're not allowed to play with them anymore. And if you shoot a deer in the fucking face in my front yard, it better not be there in three hours. God. I don't care if you have to call another cap and loaded it cop and loaded into the back of your goddamn car. Take the fucking deer carcass, you asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If we do, that's my favorite. Like when people are like, "Well, if we defund the police, what about if what happens when your car gets broken into?" And it's like, no one will come and shrug at it. I don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Who's gonna not solve the crime now? <laughs> yeah. Like. Whatever. <laughs> That'll, that crime will have to go unsolved all by itself. But yeah, my favorite thing to do is like, yeah, if we defund the police and then you just name like some of the stupid and horrible shit they do. Yeah. Be like, yeah, who's going who's, to <laughs> who's gonna murder a black teenager for having the just one joint on him? Yeah. Like, who's going to go into your house and, and not kill a deer and then leave it bleeding out on your lawn for two days? <laughs> You remember that time? No that, one else could do that. You remember certainly. that time there was a deer in my backyard one morning? Yeah, I do remember that. So, listeners, I don't live in the woods. It's Boise. There's it's Boise, everywhere. but still, I don't live in the woods, and my yard is fenced. That's the that's actually the, the more yeah, important the more, part of the story. Like, the is deer like clearly jumped into your yard and was like, oh, ah, shit. I immediately regret this decision. I have painted myself into a corner. This is a real Harambe situation. I used, I used my last jump potion. <laughs> I used my last jump potion. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, we have to watch Star Trek. It's been, yeah, it's 13 minutes. we got to watch Star Trek now. We've done longer intros than that. Here we go. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks. The only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. Hello, it's us again. It's we're back. We watched Star Trek, and now we're we're t- going to talk about it. Uh-huh. I see. I see what you have pulled up on the screen. It's the Wikipedia for the yep. actor. Because I was like, I'm, I'm glad you had the same thought I did, which was, I've seen this guy like so many times yeah well so he so i i mentioned it when he but i don't know where or why i i mentioned it in uh when when the 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 preview came up uh that it's Guldicott, which is the primary uh cardassian big bad from i was thinking of a different i was actually thinking of the the renegade captain actor um oh that guy yeah oh fuck yeah that guy's been in a ton of shit that guy's been in everything yeah that guy's like the the hardest working character actor of his time no he absolutely is and i have Um, no fucking idea who he is i don't i don't know his name i'll 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 pull him up in a second but i do want to so um this is uh our first time meeting uh cardassians yes uh so the uh, goddamn kardashians like all they're uh, just famous for being famous and yeah that's the bit. I'm yeah, not doing. I'm not committing any further to that. They've got huge butts. Um, no. So, uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. So it's our introduction to uh, Mark Alimo, who eventually plays um, uh, Gul Dukat on uh, on Deep Space Nine. I think he's pretty much only ever played Cardassians in the entire. I mean, he, he, like he has he this was, sort of facial structure already. Like they don't have right. to actually do that much prosthetics to him. Yeah. So I, I do want to read a couple of things off of his Wikipedia page. First of all, uh, his nickname is the neck <laughs> yeah yeah that sh- that checks out yeah i mean 
kind of hits different in 2021. But <laughs> um, I want to read a couple of his his film credits. In 1975, he was in a TV movie called A Matter of Wife and Death. That sounds <laughs> sucks so awful. <laughs> awful. Um, but he's also, uh, and I mentioned this a while ago, I watched um, uh, the fucking uh, Schwarzenegger uh, Mars movie, um, God damn it. Total Recall? Yeah, Total Recall. He's He plays uh, a Mars cop in Total Recall. Okay. Um, and he also, I had not realized, I had not put this together, but he has a tiny part uh, in uh, The Last Starfighter. Okay. Uh, 80s space classic. I have seen Starfighter. it in a very long time. Um, he plays uh, when the uh, alien bounty hunter comes down to Earth and has to put on a human looking face. I don't remember anything that happened okay. in that movie. Doesn't matter. Anyway, he's on. Uh, yeah, he's he has a whole shitload of uh, of TV appearances um, up until he's. Good on- lord, that is a hardworking guy. <laughs> and he basically quit working after Deep Space Nine. Oh well, yeah, because he's a regular on this. He probably just caked up. Yeah, he just yeah he's he he's uh, and then he did the voice on one episode of Family Guy. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay, man, sure. Uh, Why but, not? But yeah, so Captain Maxwell is Bob Gunton. Bob Gunton. That is a bummer of a name. It sucks, man. Jesus, no wonder he's so good at playing a military asshole. He was a uh, radio and telephone operator with the Second Battalion uh, in 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 Vietnam. Uh, or presume during the Vietnam era, presumably during Vietnam, uh, and then he started stage acting when he came back from military service. He started acting in movies. Oh, he was in, in the eighties. Um, yeah, he's in Demolition Man. Okay, yep, this is starting to come together for me. He plays. This he, guy's been in everything. <laughs> yeah, he plays like asshole police or military like. You know, authoritative yeah. figures who are on the wrong side of the protagonist. Well, just like the way the Wikipedia thing is laid out, like it's laid out by year, and like every year has at least two. Most of them have three roles on yeah. them, basically, for um, film. Oh, that's fuck, not counting he's the TV. warden in Dem- in in Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jesus. yeah. Okay. Um. Yep. It's all coming together. But yeah, no, he so he definitely has a type, and that type is uh, a person, authoritative, yeah, an authoritative, authority guy. authoritative person w- who is a bad man. Um, so let's talk about this episode. So, um, what did you think overall? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I can, I think I kind of got stupid at the end, but like, yeah. it is a Star Trek, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, I like this sort of like, like real politique episodes yeah. where they're like dealing with dealing in like like sort of proto game of thrones stuff like dealing in like diplomacy and 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 warfare and you know territory and yeah and th- those are my favorite episodes yeah it's it still suffers from the very star trek uh failing of not being able to decide how fast anybody can go and how yeah. far any distances are yep yeah <laughs> and like can can you ha- do you have subspace communication or not yeah. like in this one they do Sometimes they for, don't. For yeah, sometimes yep. they do. Sometimes they don't. They have to give. I mean, um, I've, I've just like at this point, it's like it's not even worth bringing that shit. Yeah, up. I know. like who fucking cares? Like they have to get the Cardassian sensors can't find 
the uh, Maxwell ship, even though it's cha- they know which one of their ships it's chasing. Which seems like you could just kind of extrapolate. Yeah, you could figure that, like, if even if you don't know exactly where the Federation ship is, just... Well, the ship s- is running from it, so I assume that that ship knows where it is. Yeah. <laughs> Send your warship just to the, to, to the transport ship. You're the one that's running away. Yeah. Send it there. Go just there. Go there. Go to seems, there. Seems like a good spot to be. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's barely worth worth mentioning. It's really it's not just, worth it's, mentioning. Yeah, and like it's the so sensor thing at this point. I don't know. The sensor thing is almost like, yeah, like the Federation is like it's pretty well established that the Federation has better technology across the board. Sure. Because they're the so I have a real problem with the politics of this episode. We'll we'll get there. Okay. Um because they're the Empire. Right. And so yeah, I like it's fine that like yeah the Cardassians can't well although so can't know as much as the Federation does and like they they find out early on that the Federation has basically broken their codes and and right. can tell where all their ships are or whatever and uh, although I and, think and there is like it's pretty well acted like the guy that plays the goal whatever yeah Captain whatever Captain Neck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gull uh, the neck, like he does, like especially for someone with just like nine pounds of prostheses uh, uh, glued onto their face, does a pretty good job of like giving him like the side eye at me, like, oh you, you've been reading our mail, huh? <laughs> cool, tight. Bet you didn't. I bet you hope. I, I bet you. Bet you didn't want me to hear that, huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, like the political tensions in this episode were like pretty, yeah, they pretty were good. Pretty, like because it, cause it was legit. like it was a lot of like catch twenty twos and like yeah, a lot of bad no win situations. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I did appreciate. I mean, we we'll get into how they solve it. Yeah, because that's it's, not great. It's not great. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I appreciate the fact that as 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 so often happens when uh, the show introduces a new alien race, um, there are some uh visual choices that are later changed sure um including the weird battle helmet that the cardassians are all wearing they bailed on that like <laughs> yeah like a third of the way into the episode yeah, they it didn't wasn't even wear it through the whole yeah, episode it wasn't even like they did they did one episode and were like that's stupid they got a little way into shooting the episode and we're like fuck this this, this is fucking so terrible <laughs> yeah because it's like a battle nasal strip <laughs> yeah it looks like it looks like B and D like some sort. Of, yeah, it looks yeah, like it looks it like, like, a like kink that I gear. don't even want to really think through what that yeah. could possibly be. Which, to be fair, I I'm sure Cardassians are into some weird kinky shit. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like they didn't seem like this is like the first alien race that we've met where it wasn't like beating you over the head with yeah, like they didn't, what this is supposed they, to they be. Didn't, like they, they didn't were just kind of a guys. stereotype. Yeah. They, they, they were just guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, um, one of the other things that's happening here is that, uh, they are kind of seasoning, uh, miles and, and Keiko to be ma- more major characters in deep space nine. Um, because yeah. Deep Space Nine starts next season. Okay, that um, makes sense. Or, or maybe in C, maybe it coincides with season six. Fuck, I can't remember. So um, my my thing I wrote, I my observation about Miles and Keiko is that um, 
four seasons later or whatever, after we had this idea, they finally had the idea of having a married couple that like just sort of works mid-level yeah, yeah, jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> React right. to all the dumb bullshit that this... happens on this ship. <laughs> Hang on, I have it right here. Yeah, Miles and Keiko are the new Mark and Emily wife yes, for the ship. I, okay, same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it only took them way longer than it took us to come up with that idea. <laughs> yeah, um... But also, so like my my major note for Miles and Keiko, and we touched on this a little bit last week because we had never seen Keiko before. Yes. And in last week's episode, they kind of did, did the, a little bit of the work of being like, yeah, this has been going on for a while and it just hasn't been on camera. And, and they kind right. of filled it in a little bit. But now you've got the two of them living together. Which, first of all, it's weird to me to imagine that hundreds of years in the future that a married couple has not lived together, especially they're on a fucking spaceship. Like, Yeah, the space is at a premium. They don't know any of each other's habits or foods. So, right. like, all You've of never tried Japanese food, but you're married to a Japanese woman? What I, the fuck are you talking about? And, and she doesn't know what a caper is? Right. It's just is utterly bizarre like yeah. the, it is it is played as though they had some sort of normal amount of time for yeah. their courtship but they seem well, to know I mean, they're just doing the i mean it's just broad stupid yeah comedy my wife please on you walk a walk yeah you know it, it's it was I, just, I will say they're both they're both pretty charming in those scenes it, true true like acting wise so it's like yeah whatever it's stupid but like who fucking cares i just i mean i would have preferred to because i mean it primarily functioned to uh to one give them like an eye into their domestic life and like i said to give more to to flesh out those two characters more because they're going to be more major characters in deep space nine yeah. um and then also because miles has a connection to the captain who's who's going crazy um so it's it's a very heavy like call meanie fucking like like he he passed out some he took the deal uh on this season oh yeah um because yeah he's yeah, he's, he's got getting, some he's he is securing the bag yeah as he, they say he is he is he has done somebody some favors to get more screen time on this season cuz uh yeah between the I know I'm I'm glad he did I I like it yeah yeah beautiful singing voice um, um true um I do, I do think it's funny that like he goes into the speech about like his mom didn't trust the the replicator and like the, like he he sort of paints this picture of like Irish people are still like pastoral like like just backwards pastoral peasant people yeah and it's like they're not that now <laughs> it is five hundred years in the future <laughs> like yeah. Ireland is a first world country now <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking it about? is it is as <laughs> if Miles rather than coming from <laughs> Irish people on earth, he actually <laughs> descends from that weird Irish uh, yes. group. <laughs> yeah. That's my head cannon is like, that's where they found him. <laughs> that's actually Miles's mom. <laughs> yeah. Right. He came from that colony. Yeah, either, It's either that or some kind of time paradox or something. Cause like th- there's no way <laughs> yeah. that he's just going to have this like idyllic sheep herding like life where he has 16 siblings and nine of them have died and like i don't know fuck <laughs> i mean jean luc's brother lives on a vineyard in uh yeah i guess i guess yeah i guess in like a post-scarcity society like it would be a lot of people's impulse to like go back to the land yeah because it's like if your farm fails you you're, you'll be fine yeah you know so it like takes all the stress out of it and you can just kind of like 
be a yeah. Farmer. Well, and if, actually, that sounds nice. Now, <laughs> thinking well, and, and and in a society and in 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 a universe where uh, space travel is you know is not an issue, and there seems to be a, a nearly unlimited uh, amount of of uh, like land resources, planetary resources that you can go to, it's not like. Or, or you know, Earth shouldn't be particularly overcrowded or anything like well, that. Well, not so once they raised that new continent out of the ocean. Right? Are they doing that? That was that was episode one of the season, I think. Was it Picard's? Picard's? Oh, that's right. His, his is, friend was trying to get him to help with this with a plan to make a new continent. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the Fuck. stupidest thing that's ever been on the show. Fuck, I forgot about that. How could you forget that? Jesus Christ! That was maybe. I mean, we've seen some stupid shit over the last, I don't know, twenty years. We've been doing this or whatever. But good lord, yeah, don't raise a new continent out of the ocean. No. You have, don't do that. <laughs> you clearly have the technology to build a substantially sized floating city. Go to a different planet. Right. But also, I mean, like floating cities would be dope as shit. Actually, yeah, I'd be down for a floating city. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just like big enough that, uh, you know, that, that Matt, like that, uh, that ocean uh, tides or and shit, waves and shit. How about uh, Zeppelin City? Yeah. Fucking hell Air yeah. Sky City. Yeah. That was one I think of, I would like that more than Floating City. That was one of the elements in that in the the Bobaverse series uh, that I thought was pretty dope. I wish those were like written by somebody competent. Yeah, at writing. Yeah, no, because he did have some interesting. He ideas. did have some. Yeah, and his his, uh, the, his his idea that he came up with of you know basically he basically. I mean, invented, I have an idea for anti gravity. I have an idea for him, which is get an editor. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. a lot of sci-fi. So yeah. Um, anyway, this episode of Star Trek. Um, yes. That we just watched. Uh, so yeah, they so they they track um, Maxwell down, um, and they're under the they're they're basically they figure that he is is exacting revenge. But to your point, like you don't, it's not absolutely certain for pretty much sure. the whole thing. You're not certain whether Picard is certain. Um, you're not. I, you're, I'm not even that certain whether Galdicott actually knows for sure, because right. um, I and I thought that would have been an interesting way to play it as well, which they obviously didn't do. Uh, but they, but I thought the room was there that he could have been like he could have been this 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 true believer patriot uh, who who believes in the virtue of his people. Right, um, like it's the it's the difference between like the army and like the intelligence community. Right, and like there was like kind of a moment of that where like. One of his guys right. tried to get on the computer, and he was immediately like, "What the fuck are you doing? Go, go to your quarters." Yeah. And the guy was like, "Okay," but it's like, yeah, like that's what a, like a CIA Kardashian intelligence agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no real life analog that I can think of off the top of my head. But like, I, I would assume that the, that the the CIA again, Kardashian intelligence agency, right, um, embeds people in the military all the totally. time to do shit like that. Yeah. Um, again, no real world analog I can think of off yeah, the top. Yeah, but I can't uh, think of any um, countries that we are in um, that do anything like that. Yeah. Um, this is really, it's we're spitballing. Yeah, we're. Just, I'm. I'm. I'm imagining a malevolent intelligence agency that has usurped the like democratic uh, desires of the state. Yeah. I don't like thinking about it. I'll tell you that. It's a fucking bummer because <laughs> what, what if they assassinated our elected leaders? Well, or I mean, what if they? Um, what what if what if they? Uh, you know, used their uh, their their power and their influence to like um, to uh, to to affect. 
uh, other democracies, you know, for like uh, to to put the country that they're from like in a in a more powerful position with regards as regards resources vis a vis, so that their the, the the country that they were from would get more of let's say oil for example just as one. Just and what like what if the like what if there was sort of an executive democratically elected leader that was kind of bucking them, uh huh, and and really just wasn't getting with the program, uh huh. And they were like, well, we've already killed like millions of people. Yeah. So and they, this guy's pissing us off. Right. So they hired uh, a young Bernard Montgomery Sanders. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to climb to the top of a book God. depository. Uh, hopefully there's a lot of crossover listeners that will understand that joke. I really hope that everybody... I refuse to explain I it. really hope that everybody listening to this is is a fan of uh, of Behind the Bastards. Just generally Robert Evans and if content. Not, and if not, that joke is not going to make any sense to uh, you. But anyway, uh, but yeah, like I, I, and I almost think that's what they were kind of going for, but like it probably, it's a little too complicated of a story to tell in 42 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's the kind of the feeling that I got is, like, you know, you have your, like, regular military, which is, like, you know, they are what they are. And then you have your, like, malevolent sort of parastate intelligence community that yeah. like, has their own agenda. And, like, yeah, I feel like that's why – because that scene where that guy is fucking with the computer and then gets into his quarters doesn't really serve the purpose of the plot very much, other like, otherwise. Well, it – one of the things that that was going through my mind at the time was it was and again go because I'm listening to the fucking the expanse and like uh and uh, intrigue and like political intrigue and and uh you know backstabbing and double crossing is a huge uh thing I'm I'm right in the middle of the battle between the two UN admirals and mm-hmm. uh you know uh, that whole thing in in uh in in Caliban's war anyway um one of the things that came to mind was like this would actually be a brilliant way for um for Galdicott to win Picard's uh trust. Well yeah, I mean I think like that's the other reading of it is right. is to kind of like just do a like a false flag like oh one of my guys was trying to spy but I think that's bad. Yeah. You know. Which is kind of stupider so that's probably what they meant. Yeah, but, maybe. I don't know. I I I want it to be more complicated. I want well, it to be more interesting than that. So I'm going to The writing the writing was not explicit about it, which I'll give, true. Uh, I'll give them that. Like they they did leave it ambiguous. So that yeah. was I, I thought that was a, a good thing, although it could very well be that they just forgot. <laughs> yes, that's also given, that's also possible. Given what we've seen from the writers in this show, a bad show. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so our our yeah, Captain fucking uh, Maxwell Dick Maxwell is a, is just a dick. Yeah, he sucks. Um, He's traumatized because um, because of the loss of his wife and child in like a you know whether it's a accident or a quote unquote accident. You know, it's a like a war crime, right? Uh, which, um, that's what happens in in total war. Is, yeah, is a lot of war crimes. Yeah, um, everybody doing it. Yeah, it's it sucks. Um, I don't know why you'd let him be like uh, the captain of a frontline ship after that. Well, that seems that, like a bad move. Like this is this is move something him to a, a prestigious desk job somewhere. Okay, well, so this is why I thought that this was interesting. How this fits into the greater world of the show of what's going on right now. And he even mentions um, he he uh, he gives uh, Riker a pat on the back for uh, how he handled the board. Right. Yeah. Um, 
remember how devastated the Federation uh, that's a good was. Point. Yeah, I guess. Right? I guess. Yeah, like you kind of have to like whatever veterans you have. Yeah, they're on the front lines. Yeah, and that kind of by default that that kind of goes to what you were saying about like the the Federation being the Empire, which you know generally like broadly speaking they are, and they are the you mm-hmm. know the flag waving, waving good guys. They're the Americans. Fine. But like within the world of the of right, the show kind of, right now, they're, they're kind of a rickety empire. Yeah, they're which they're, I would hate to live in a rickety empire. Yeah, an empire that could, that could collapse in on it and under its own weight that at, sounds like at any shit. given moment. Uh, um, that sounds sounds like it would be very anxiety inducing and not be a fun time. Yeah, glad I don't. Anyway, um, so he he's, he he now. is claiming that the Cardassians are rearming. Right, and this is where I run into a problem with the politics of the show because that's kind of presented as like, oh, it would be bad if they did that. But it's like, yeah, why the fuck would they be rearming? I wonder. There's just a fucking ship flying around in their sovereign territory, just blowing shit up at will. Yeah, right. I wonder why they're rearming. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, then <laughs> like that goes to like, but that goes to like the real world where like people are like. Can you believe evil Iran is trying to get a nuclear weapon? It's like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I can. And in fact, I think they should have several. I don't think... Because that's the only way to keep their people safe. I mean, nuclear weapons don't make anybody safe and nobody should have nuclear weapons. Okay, but in a world where there are nuclear weapons, the only way to keep your people safe is to also have nuclear weapons. Yeah. Like, like, look at what's happened to... Like, Libya had nuclear weapons, and they gave them up to try to curry favor. And Libya I've thought the, is a fucking disaster. Like, there are open-air slave markets in Libya now. Well, the Libyans, their they're, uh, um, fissionable... Their, their plutonium was, uh, was stolen by Emmett Brown so that he could build a time machine so that... Marty McFly could go back and time and make out with his his mom. Jack Jack is Jack is leaving the podcast. <laughs> anyway, you get, you get, you get my point. I yeah, I don't need yeah, to belabor yeah. it. Yeah, like it, I'm like I know like anti-imperialists can tend to be kind of tiring, but like it is an important thing to fucking hammer on because it's because for one thing, you know all the shit that 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 uh the cops are doing uh-huh. they're learning that from our techniques of empire yeah like empire comes home yeah the war comes home yeah there's a word for it it's an italian word what is it it's fascist oh, oh okay i guess you don't you don't want it is, is that not is it's I mean, not some people want it it's different from fashion Yes, I yes. think that's why some people are unclear. Sure, yeah, because fashion is is good, like my my like my shoes. <laughs> if there were, if we were like full blown into fascism, you would go to a death camp just for those <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no, if we were full blown into fascism, I would go to I would go to a death camp for being a goddamn Jew, right? Um, and I would have been there long, long ago for being a communist. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool, very cool. So anyway, yeah. So they uh, they fucking give Maxwell the opportunity to go home in dignity, and he's like, "Nah, fuck this," and he runs off and goes and tries to blow up another Cardassian ship. 
and um um and fucking O'Brien transports over to him to his ship in a 50 microsecond window which mm-hmm. does not seem safe to me. O'Brien's the Mozart of transport. He is the most Even though I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to nitpick. Is this right? No, lame. it's a fuck. It, it just fucking hand wave it and whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. He fa- he 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 gets. He was the doing shields. a completely different job before. Is I guess the point I'm making. And then like he's suddenly the best transporter guy ever. When was he doing a different job? He was the tack officer for fucking Captain Maxwell. Oh, okay. Like that's a right. bridge position. Now he's just like the guy that's really good at running the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> It really okay. is <laughs> whatever. It, it really is the future version of just being the the being el- an elevator yeah, operator. The, <laughs> yeah. What floor are you going to? Oh yes, let me crank this large arm to four. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, who, who gives a shit? Anyway, um, but O'Brien transports over and fucking sings him a song, and he comes back off the cliff, mm-hmm. and uh, and Picard tells uh the cardassian captain hey uh i didn't let him do it but he was definitely right yeah i know you're rearming which again yeah i wonder fucking why yeah i wonder why they're rearming well and also rearming what do you like you none of god damn it nobody's safe in in this in this universe there's everybody should be heavily armed because no matter what and we learn oh, yeah, this, like the even, more we go on like when you get into fucking deep space nine the cardassians are constantly fight on also god damn the 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 cardassians are still active are, are still in in active occupation of bajor right now so like the the, the fucking the federation has signed a peace treaty with the cardassians and and they're, they've still got the fucking planet. They've still got Bajor enslaved right now. Sure. If I'm following the fucking timeline correctly. Um, but also, they've got, they're going to have fucking Klingons and Romulans. Like, just because they've got right. a Everyone treaty with the Federation. Everyone is on all sides. Yeah. And also, just because they have a, fe- a treaty with the Federation doesn't seem to stop Federation ships from just coming in and wrecking their shit. Yeah. Which is what happens in this episode. So, yeah, I think they probably are well within the rights to... Build some weapons. I mean, the because argu- you, you know who else builds weapons and has them? The Federation, right? Yeah, no, it's this. It it doesn't make sense that the, that the it's fucking. I mean, it's just it's just the logic of empire, which is right. like we are allowed to have power and you are not. Yeah, it sucks. We're, you're not you're not actually part of our state, but we exert coercive violence over you so do so get in fucking line and we'll tell you how much your fucking oil or lithium or space oil i guess costs copper <laughs> but and we'll buy it from you but we're gonna tell you how much it costs yeah yeah um i don't know what resources the cardassian empire or whatever produces so this is actually a point that i i encountered in the expanse which i found very interesting um lithium even once we are in space um will still be very scarce uh-huh um no matter like the whole idea of like aliens coming to earth for our resources is like man if you can get to if you can get here from another star system we don't have shit you yeah. need except for lithium because all of the lithium that's ever been created is has been created like stars going supernova don't create more lithium because stars use lithium as fuel Uh, basically you're 
from your smallest star, as long as there's still fusion happening, um, they are they are destroying. They're lithium. they're still eating lithium. Yeah. Okay. So there is an actual like actual scarcity of lithium in a way that there really isn't for any other element. And is there no like? Is there no way to like? Is is lithium that necessary? It's really good for batteries. Right, but I mean, you would think that of, or at least you one would speculate that one would f- that that you would eventually figure out a better electric um, electricity storage. I'm not a. You're not a battery scientist. I'm not a. <laughs> I did my I did undergrad in battery science. <laughs> Got associates in batteries. <laughs> But it's just like telling the different size of batteries <laughs> apart. <laughs> it's mostly how far I got. You pledge a fraternity in the in the hazing. It's just getting batteries whipped at your head. Yeah, that actually explains a lot of the stuff I got going on. <laughs> God damn it. Um, that's it. That's all I got. That's the yeah, end. Yeah, that's end all I had to. I think it's stupid that they sang a song to resolve it, but whatever. Yeah. I also thought it was really stupid that Picard was like, listen, I'm going to let you go back onto your ship and captain it. Well, I thought it was stupid that if Picard believed him... It's like he's already killed 700 civilians. Right. <laughs> like, what are you talking no, 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 about? No, sorry, sorry. I, th- <laughs> I, I thought it was stupid. If Picard believed Maxwell, if Picard, Which I think he did. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what he says later on when he, he's confronting... He, well, um, like that find, that last freighter, they're like, okay, why do you have like sensor-blocking subspace fields around right. the freighter? But, but he, it, it's established when he's get, kind of delivering that speech to Galdicott that he did believe Maxwell, but he also knew that it wasn't like the right political thing to do. So, But if Captain Picard... No, Picard has good politics in this episode. Right. But, but like the politics were, of the Federation are let those me finish. of Empire. God damn it. Let me finish. If Picard was Christian Avasarala in this scene, he would have told... He would have... Uh, he, he would have proposed to Galdicott that to settle this all and to make Maxwell and to prove that Maxwell was out of his mind, like he would have, he would have, uh, like on face, been conspiring with Galdicott to get Maxwell executed or you know get him the maximum prison time for the horrible crimes that he's just committed against Cardassia, right. and said and and been like, yeah, hey, listen, let's 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 examine the ship. Right, uh, like it, yeah, let's quote unquote examine the ship. Let's prove yeah. let's prove that there's nothing on the ship. Right. Putting and then put the fucking Cardassians in, the, in in the position of having to be like, oh no, you can't. We don't want you to look at the ship. Like he would have, I, I playing that more politically. I thought would have that would have been yeah, would have more made the cooler. Too long though, yeah, because it was already a little long. Yeah. Still, because no, this was a better than average one. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good watch. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, I th- like I said, I think these are my favorite ones where it's kind of like real politic and it's it's sort of bird brain their conception of how the galaxy works, but yeah. like, God bless them, they're trying. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's it's much better than just a fucking energy being. Yeah, doing oh, a, doing a, a thing that sort of fits. That sort of is some kind of metaphor. Yeah, thank God it wasn't yeah, another. Yeah, just en- like I'm so fucking tired of those. So if there's never another energy being, yeah. I, uh, but what if it's a metaphor for childhood abandonment or something? Chronic masturbation. <laughs> God damn it. 
That's it. This is the end of this episode. Uh, I think the the sign off is still going to be uh, be more like data. He didn't really do much in this episode. No, but that's still I, I, I like that as a sure guiding light for people. I'm going to say the sign off is let the people you're putting your boot on arm themselves. That's going to make it harder for you to keep that boot in place. Don't put your boot on people. There's the sign off. Uh, Keep your uh, boots to yourself. How am I going to steal all their stuff then? Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy!